Better Than Before by Gretchen Rubin. One sentence summary. Better Than Before breaks down the latest research on how to break bad habits and develop good ones in order to help you find your habit tendency and give you a few simple tools to start improving your own habits. My favorite quote from the author is, what you do every day matters more than what you do once in a while. Gretchen Rubin. It's that time of the year again. Do you know how many people stick to their New Year's resolutions? 8%. A depressing figure considering half of all Americans make them every year. But sticking to new habits is hard, just like breaking bad ones. Plus, everyone is different. What works for John doesn't necessarily work for Gina. I'm really glad Better Than Before takes this into account and starts by showing you the habit tendency framework. Gretchen Rubin, author of the book, who happens to be James Eldridge's cousin, by the way, developed it herself, including a quiz to help you find your own habit tendency. There are four distinctive types based on how people respond to inner and outer expectations. Type number one, upholders, who respond well to both. Type two, questioners, who respond well to inner expectations, but not to outer ones. Type three, obligers, who respond well to outer expectations, but not to inner ones. And type four, rebels, who resist all expectations. Upholders win the habit lottery, as new habits come easy to them as long as there is a strict set of rules they can follow. Take away the structure though and they start to struggle. For example, it might be easy for them to cook healthy food if they plan their meals in advance, but when deciding in the moment they get lost and choose a frozen pizza. Questioners naturally doubt the effect good or bad habits have, which is why they are data driven. If they want to eat better, they should take a close look at all the ingredients of their food, research why every single one is good or bad and look at studies who prove the effects. Obligers will find themselves often trying to please people because they put other expectations above their own. Getting an accountability buddy or coach who cooks with them or asks them what they ate every day will help them eat better. Rebels desire authenticity and the freedom to choose. If you're a rebel, you'd be best off ditching your calendar altogether and instead telling yourself, I cook a healthy meal for myself today because I want to. After explaining this framework, Gretchen starts to give you simple tools to create better habits. Most of them try to minimize the need for willpower, to get your habits on autopilot as quickly as possible. If you want to exercise regularly, for example, put every workout on your calendar. Eliminate the need to decide whether you feel good enough after work and just go if it's on there. Your calendar also serves as a habit tracker. For example, it's much easier to eat healthier when you know what you're starting with. So keep a food journal for a week, weigh yourself every day, or download an app like coach.me. Gretchen learned from fellow habits researcher Wendy Wood that a major change can help us create new habits. Wood did a study where 36% of all participants who were successful in improving their diet had recently moved. Big changes like marriage, moving, divorce, or children moving out can be a great opportunity to pick up new habits and say goodbye to old ones. Similarly to tracking your habits using a calendar, making good habits easy to do and bad ones hard will help you. For example, you could just leave your running shoes in the middle of the hallway. When you almost fall over them, you're more likely to put them on and get out the door. Another way to make things easier is to make them more fun. 
66% more people took the stairs when Swedish researchers turned them into a piano, making music as you walked up. Conversely, less people buy ice cream, about half as many, when the lid of the cafeteria ice cream cooler is closed, as opposed to when it's already open and the ice cream is easier to grab. Out of sight, out of mind was already true for Odysseus, when he tied himself to his ship in order to avoid the siren's deadly temptation. You too should remove temptations wherever possible. For example, I sometimes hide my phone under a couch pillow when I write. When I do so, I tend to forget about it and only pick it up when I really want to use it. When I leave it right next to me, I pick it up every couple minutes, just to check if there's something new. Another good way to make sure you stick to your good habits is to bundle them. This can work in two ways. One is called habit stacking and simply means you make a commitment to always do certain habits together. For example, you can say, after I close my laptop in the evening, I will floss my teeth. A morning routine works this way too. For example, the miracle morning includes six habits, silence, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading and writing. A different approach is called temptation bundling and it pairs your joys with your struggles. Kathy Milkman, who coined the term, struggled with going to gym but loved listening to audiobooks. By creating a rule to only listen to audiobooks in the gym, she bundled the temptation with a good habit and ended up exercising five times a week just to finish the Hunger Games. And finally, don't forget to give yourself a treat for your good behavior every now and then, but make sure it's spontaneous and not a planned reward as you'll end up jumping through hoops just for the reward and not the good habit itself. So start establishing some rules, making some commitments and designing your environment to make positive change as easy as possible. My personal takeaways from Better Habits for 2017. I think, first of all, I think this is a great book. We did a collaboration with Gretchen with Coach.me in early 2015. Uh, did I get that right? Yep, early 2015. Um, so we all got copy, copies of the book. We all learned the framework. And I took many, many of my clients through her habit tendency quiz, which you can find on her website, which I believe is GretchenRubin.com. But anyway, if you Google habit tendency quiz, you will find it. Um, and this tells you, okay, so are you an upholder, obliger, um, questioner or a rebel? And that will help you because it's part of building self-awareness. So if you know, so for example, my roommate was a questioner and he instantly said like, this makes sense, right? Because always when he got a to-do from the outside world, he would always think, do I really need to do that? Like, is that really important? So he, he was very skeptic about it. But when he came up with, a, with an idea himself, he was very convinced of it, which makes sense if you're a questioner. Um, I'm an upholder which uh, I thought made perfect sense too because I thrive in structure. Uh, I have a lot of structure that I'm putting on myself at all times uh, and that really helps me get going and I have a little bit uh, tougher time deciding in the moment and then making really good decisions. So I think the first great takeaway from this is to just do the quiz. It takes like 10 minutes uh, and you will learn something you can use for the rest of your life. The second thing is, this is a book you can revisit every year or so to just remind yourself of what type you are. 
for me it's been really helpful to reread this because I, I remembered okay so I need structure right now I have a lot of structure but don't impose too much because then the structure might crumble and remember to have some rough ideas or heuristics for spontaneous decisions um, so this is a book that you can keep coming back to um, speaking of quizzes I have another one uh, which I have made which you can find I think if you if you type into Google uh, bad habit breaker quiz you should find it if not you can find it on my writations page nicholasgilke.com slash writations um, and what I've done is because what I found is there are also specific ways um, you let go of bad habits and I came up with three types sudden Sammy um, gradual Gary and replacing Rick sudden Sammy gradual Gary replacing Rick and those are just three kinds of how you can break bad habits which is basically one is cold turkey uh, one is more gradual where you phase out the bad behavior and one is where you replace the behavior with something else in the intermediary to make sure you let go of the old one and then um, slowly slowly build back the the new behavior um, in general, I think these quizzes, they have a lot to speak for them. They're not never perfect and they're never things you should take as sort of hard rules for your life. But what comes out of them usually gives you a better idea of who you are. Um, and that's a good thing. And as you saw with temptation bundling, out of sight, out of mind, I just wrote about that this week to put your phone, hide your phone behind your laptop or your computer, what you're working or whatever device you're working with because it's really true like if you don't see it you won't grab it if you have it in arm's reach you'll pick it up so there's really a lot you can do in designing your environment um i would say just take two or three of these rules like or even just one like temptation bundling or make a small habit stack uh, or remove a distraction or make something more fun whatever it is make one rule say this is the rule i'm going to try to pick up this habit or remove this one um, implement that, test it for a week, put it on your calendar, see how it works, and if it works, keep it around, and if not, remove it or change it into another one that you think might work. That's the way to go, that's the way to build better habits, remove bad ones, um, learn about yourself, make rules for yourself, test those rules, revise those rules, and fix them until they work. Okay, I hope this has been a fun journey into habit development and see you on the next summary.